Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Bijou Podcasts. Welcome to episode 40 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a single Pringle episode where I talk about the foundations of building yourself. Welcome to another Single Pringle episode. Shout out to those of you that have contacted uh, via the Single Pringle DMs on Instagram. You can follow there at Single Pringle AU. Just a few little motivational kicks up the ass day by day to try and keep you motivated and and not feeling like you can get stuck in your brain and and go down that rabbit hole. If you haven't listened to Self-Centered Sunday, uh, the recent one, the Winter Solstice episode, and you are a person that's looking to start fresh, having a bit of an idea of how to uh, set some goals and just go within a little bit and have a bit of a, a process of a 12-month plan for yourself, go back and listen to that. You'll have a couple of days left before you kind of get that real energetic earth push behind your goal setting. I even, I had a lot of guests here over the weekend, so I didn't have a, a, you know, a massive ritual like I would usually, but I did write down a bit of a goals list for myself in my phone and I'll, I'll write and do some journaling today. So whatever way it looks, for you. Make sure you go and have a listen if you are looking for a bit of help in in some direction for yourself. Today I want to share to you or share with you, I should say, I guess the foundations behind my book uh, working title is Single Pringle, which will be out next year. And it is really interesting how I've now structured, and this could very much change, so don't keep me to this by the time it comes out. I'm not used to working with a publisher and I'm not really sure how this all sits. So it'll be exciting to figure out how that relationship works. But at the moment, it sits in three parts. And I think this is a really interesting, uh, I guess, thought process around this early stage of self-work when you're single. And it sounds very simple as well, which I talk about in coaching and we've just finished a coaching round. And I talk about how simplicity and, and really simple little shifts in your life really shouldn't be underestimated. The book is broken down to a past you, a present you and a future you. And I think when we come out of relationships, we think about a past you to be maybe the past relationship. But what I want to talk today about is building that foundation around yourself and wiping the slate clean and really finding all of the nooks and the crannies that potentially caused you, I guess, uh, to be in the place that you are and to take some responsibility about that position. Because if we don't start to look back and have a think about how we got to where we are, it's really easy for us to continue to look forward, continue to maybe even find today difficult and really follow patterns or continue uh, structure and setups and experiences over and over again and wonder why the hell 
things aren't changing. And that might look like, you know, very similar relationships to you where you find yourself repeating the same habits or you find yourself repeating the same mistakes with men or with women. And a lot of that comes from, I suppose, a real lack of self-analysis into past relationships, but also your relationship examples. And in the book, I really break this down and I thought maybe I could give you a bit of a snapshot to help today for you to have a bit of a think about where you can start to wipe your slate clean. One of the very, very key beginning points, if you are looking to wipe your slate clean and really work on yourself as a single person is to go back to your relationship examples as a kid. And I mean, obviously, culturally, we have all these different types of relationship examples in front of us in Disney movies and in and in romantic comedies, particularly if you're a woman, you will really find that underlyingly, you've got a lot of influence around this kind of Prince Charming, Charming concept. And, and also just, I don't know, just some real brokenness there with women when they're on their own. And I, I think there's a lot to be said for that side of development. But I think that can happen pretty naturally when you start working on yourself in the present. The, the real, I guess, patterns begin from those relationships that we mirror. And we learn how to mirror them from being children and observing around us. And often, obviously, the obvious choice is potentially your parents, your aunties and uncles, or just, uh, you know, it could even be a teacher and you noticed their relationship with their husband or something on, you know, the fates. I don't know, but there'll be some, there'll be some real specific key relationship examples, good and bad, that will really be set in your psyche. And I think it's really important to work through that. Now, depending on what those relationships look like, for me, I needed to work through those with a therapist because my examples were really not amazing, if I'm honest. And I did have some. I have an auntie and uncle who I think had an incredible relationship and and really had a very clear substance of a friendship. And I will forever draw on that relationship um, as, a, as a real inspiration. But I didn't live in the home of that and I didn't see them all day, every day. So the ones that I did see quite often um, had really broken down communication skills and just had a lot of chaos around them and and a lot of um, yelling and kind of drama around really simple things. On the flip side of that, my relationship examples were incredibly kind of weirdly codependent but still very uh, independent. So it was very confusing for me to be able to go back and think about what I understood a normal relationship to be. And it took a bit of work. You know, I saw a healer in Bali at one point and and he said to me, you will never be healed as a human until you've healed a relationship with your parents. And that might not be their relationship as such. It might be your individual relationship with them both. But I think it is really important to go back and have a think about those foundations. This is not an opportunity for you to go and blame your parents or other relationship examples for all of your relationship problems. But I think sometimes the tricky part about this situation is you may open the book and not see many problems straight up. This isn't about blaming and it's also not about looking at things as a right or a wrong. It's being really honest with looking at them. And because the there is a bit of a complex situation here when you self-analyze because the relationship that you're looking back at 
is actually what has normalized behavior in your life. So you have got an idea of what a relationship looks like. You're an adult now. So if you follow these instructions from this podcast, you'll go back and think about those relationships and maybe you won't see any issue. Maybe you won't see any connection. And often that isn't because there isn't a problem or there is no connection. Often it's because those relationships have been so normalized with us that we can't find the crux. We can't find the parts that may have influenced us in not in necessarily a negative way, but in a way that's leading us to a place we don't want to go. So don't forget, you may not want all of the parts of those relationships in your own, yet there might be things that are a little bit broken in your examples that play out in really weird ways in your relationships now. So be very honest with yourself. And if you find that they're completely faultless, then I would suggest that you work through it with a therapist or a kinesiologist, not going to look for blame or kind of this idea that there's got to be something wrong, but to try and go back and map back to maybe where some of the habits or the experiences you're having began. Because let's face it, they all start from a very, very young age. We we really do begin our patterns as people from what we see when we're super, super young. And often we can't necessarily remember what those experiences are until we do get a bit of a helping hand. So I I would really suggest today, if you are looking like you're in a place, particularly if you're from um, the Southern Hemisphere, I've got a couple of people that have been listening, shout out in the UK and the States who have contacted me recently. So hello. um, And thanks for your emails. I've got a couple of emails from you in the past week. And so if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, it's a, it's a time of retreat. It's winter. We go in. I kind of think about this time as a bit of a wombat life. And there's such opportunity for you to do some personal growth because, you know, let's face it, even the most social people can get a bit bored being inside all the time. Use the time to really reflect. Use the time to journal. Use the time to boost into therapy or what, listen to more podcasts or watch YouTube videos. Do whatever it takes to really have a think about those early stages and how maybe they have contributed to things that you want to change in the future for the better. And I think there isn't really any harm in in having a think about what you dream and what you want for yourself and then going backwards and correcting it. Because I really think before we even get to a point where we can remotely think about dating, remotely think about inviting anyone in and remotely even think about building our self-worth, which is the present you, which is essentially the absolute gauge to who you attract in your life. Your level of self-worth will attract the level back in return to match you. Before we can even get to that point, I think we have to wipe the slate clean because if we don't, we continue to do things that are out of our control that we often feel like this is hopeless. I can never fix myself. I have been trying so hard and I keep getting the state to the same destination. Maybe you haven't gone backwards in time and amended or fixed or kind of wiped some old habits and, and I guess patterns out. And if we have them that are existing and are playing, as, as I said earlier, in this normalized uh, understanding of our lives, then it's very, very hard to catch them and it's very, very hard to attract new things into your life. So, Good luck with that over the next few weeks if you're interested. I'd love to hear about that process for you. 
I worked for 10 years on on really wiping the slate clean. I had, like I said, a really kind of messy situation. And it's interesting. I was able to wipe the slate clean. I was able to find independence and self-worth. I was then able to live happily on my own and then therefore found somebody looking for me as opposed to looking for them and attracted a person that I think is on the same frequency as me. And is it worthy of, of, I guess, exactly what I was putting out there because I did the work. But I'm already finding that, and I have had a bit of a, a an open, a, like an open eye moment over the past 24 hours where I've got to a point where I need to continue now to dive into those potential past experiences to know how to now live in that relationship differently to what I was taught. So I, I essentially had the slate cleaned for me. And now my next experience is trying to continue to find new patterns and and create new experiences for myself in the relationship. So the work, don't feel like you're the only person in the world just because you're single that's working. I thought sheepishly and probably naively that the work would maybe move away a little bit once I got into a relationship. And I promise you it does not. Um, I really had a realisation only the last 24 hours um, that I, yeah, have a lot to learn of how to live and exist in a relationship. But I'm very proud of how I got here and I'm very proud of who I attracted. And I, I really, really connect that work to being able to wipe my slate clean. So if you are interested in doing some of this work and you don't know about therapists or you are looking for further um, help, have a look around, ask the universe, say, please show me the way. If you want to do some work with me, I am announcing some one-on-one coaching sessions and also um, some more regular coaching sessions. There's a, there's a um, spring coaching session that's coming up that you can actually purchase now. But if you want something sooner, I'll be looking at getting into those um you know, maybe July, August. So look out for those and join my mail list if you are interested in finding out first. There are lots of ways that you can help yourself through this, but if you're not in that place and you really just want to start that self-inquiry, journaling, some meditation, and maybe just doing a bit of a timeline in your journal back to those relationship memories and things that influenced you and, and, and do a bit of a deep dive and see where it lands. Good luck with it. Cleaning the slate is an emotional and a real confronting thing. I just really encourage you to be completely honest with yourself and with those experiences and those people because often, like I said, that normalized behavior really can affect the results of your good fortune. And when I say good fortune of the people that you attract in your life, if you're not honest about maybe how you got there, and it doesn't mean you dislike your parents or you dislike that particular family friend or, you know, people that you loved, there is no judgment here. It's just more about your own journey and making sure that you snap everything open. So you're able to be true to who you are, not to who you saw or mirrored. And that's super, super important for us all. So good luck. Let me know how you go. If you need a hand, you can find me on Instagram at Stacey June. That's the best way to find me uh, or at Single Pringle AU, which is a really great little inspiration and resource um, to bring the you single Pringles together, which I absolutely adore and wish I had had myself. Okay, guys, I will be here with another chat on Thursday, uh, an interview session with a wonderful, wonderful man. And I'm really excited to speak to him about all things 
that we wonder about from a bloke's perspective. So I'm talking self-care, self-work, the testosterone, the masculinity, all the kinds of juicy parts of being a man or, or having that masculine energy in ourselves that we often find a little bit uh, hard to gauge. I'm really excited to talk to him about um, more of, I guess, activating the masculinity within all of us in a healthy place, but also understanding and respecting the masculine in our lives and the males in our lives in a way that is continuing to be very true to a feminine and and masculine energy. I've spoken a lot about polarity and a lot about feminine energy, and we're going to mix it up this week and see how we can really celebrate each other and and let each other flourish in those roles as opposed to in this new day and age where kind of I want to be uber boss and I want to be uber masculine and kind of use my testosterone at work as a woman. How do we then also counteract that we all work singingly together whether you're in a relationship or in the workplace or with friendships or siblings or whatever, where we are able to keep certain roles singing and respect and find this new, I guess, flow in our modern age, in our modern uh, feminism, in, in, in our modern equality. So I'm very, very excited to dig into that um, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Okay. Have a beautiful day and, of course, um, the lines are open if you want to contact me at any point. If you've got a question for the Single Pringle podcast, podcast at stacyjune.com is where you can send it through to. Uh, You can find my mail list at stacyjune.com. It's on the homepage there. And if you're looking for any of my articles, you're looking for all the bits and pieces that I'm doing, all the different podcast information, you can head to stacyjune.com forward slash blog and you'll find all of my homepage and everything I'm doing there. All right, everyone, thank you again for being here and I'll speak to you soon. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.